3: it's coming and it's not going to be pretty it's great to have storable food but when that runs out what are you gonna do your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food so I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years and off the bat almost all seed companies are the same as long as they're non GMO heirloom yada yada. but it's the following years that really concern me so I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year and when you get seeds there's there's a lot of seeds in a pack a whole lot you're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden so you want to make sure they last again the following year so the best company I found for these seeds is called survival essentials and you go on their webpage it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse so go to survival-essentials.com save 10% with promo code defiant and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com promo code defiant saves you 10%
4: it's time to resist they can't arrest us all and they can't keep all your kids home from school they can't keep every government building closed we don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats we can simply say no not again The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
1: my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror.
5: To recruit for a militia.
1: God save King George!
4: You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
6: T'was the night before Christmas, and all the Jews are at the movies. (laughs) Or eating Chinese food. (laughs) I'm just trying to include everybody. (laughs) Twas. Hold it. What? Who the hell says twas? (laughs) It's in the story. It's old and stupid. It's tradition. Tis it. (laughs) (laughs) Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Why is it always a house? What? There's kids who live in apartments. How does Santa Claus get to the kids in the apartments, Uncle Jeffy? (laughs) That the buzz is ass in. <laughs> uh-uh, Santa Claus.
7: <laughs>
6: and all through the apartments, not a creature was stirring except for the ass into the They're drunk and hitting each other with menorahs. Oi, they. That's Jewish for holy sh**.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Nothing funnier than throwing in a couple of holy sh** in the middle of the night before Christmas, huh? Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Mouse, you wish, you're in an apartment, that's a rat. <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney with care, In the me, the room could use some fresh air. <laughs> Seriously, how the hell did that tradition start? What, hanging up dirty laundry, hoping Santa would fill it with goodies? Ugh! I'd like to suck on this candy cane that it smells like dad's feet. <laughs> Good thing the tradition wasn't (laughs) jock-straps. Sally, what's in yours? Nuts. (laughs) And mommy says they're magically delicious. (laughs) This story. <laughs> well, you're the pervert eating out of your own jockstrap. <laughs> Isn't this the part where the kids are sleeping with sugar clums dancing in their heads? Yeah. What does that mean? I think they're hallucinating. <laughs> These apartment children are on drugs. <laughs> Santa's gonna bring me a G.I. Joe and a bong. <laughs> <laughs> and Daddy wants a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> It's Daddy in the Three Holes! <laughs> With Mommy in her kerchief and I in my cap, had just settled down for a thick snort of the crack. <laughs> oh, Guitar Guy, you're in the story too! Well, you have to get to the part where Santa gets blustered for breaking and entering. Where the hell is that? It's not breaking and entering. Oh, keep reading, I think it qualifies. <laughs> As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He fell down. Yes. And doesn't it say his face was all red? Yeah. Why does no one ever see this? He is drunk off his ass. <laughs> this is a horrible, horrible story. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. That, drinking and driving, in a furry gay outfit, covered in soot, he's smoking, and you let him in the house because he said he had something for your kids. (laughs) What the hell kind of father are you anyway? If I were you, I'd check his ID, then taser his fat ass. And how fat is this guy anyway? Everyone always leaves him in plates full of cookies. I think he's a diabetic too, don't you think? You gotta leave him a plate full of insulin. How about that? Can't wait to hear this story next year. The Night Before Christmas, part two. Santa's on dialysis and he's missing a leg. finish this story? Oh, please do. <sighs> he sprang to his sleigh to his team, gave a whistle. Gotta go quick, because there's a cop with a pistol. <laughs> but I heard him exclaim, Harry drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all. Oh, crap, I ran over your bike. <laughs> you guys have been a great audience. Thanks for coming around. <laughs> I've been wanting to say this for a couple of years now. Screw you, it's Merry Christmas. Where are all the virgins that been London put on this Oh you're Landley that judge on American Idol? (laughs) Simon
2: Paula. That's not what your mother said. Hey, welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V Lynn Hello, Patreon. Little Christmas humor there to start everything off. I thought that was uh, apropos considering the week and the time. Yep. Anyway, yep. how was your day, babe? It was good. I built out
3: uh, the chicken coop and built new um, nesting boxes for the chickens. And all I had to buy was a box of screws. Everything else we already had. So there you go. Put it in like a big, got it up off the ground because it floods back there.
2: So uh, they're D- pretty happy. D.W. Anon uh, is making his own electroculture steaks. He nice. wants you to take a look at. Excellent. He's put pictures in our... Uh, Telegram? Telegram. Fantastic. So he wants you to take a look at him. See if you can that. help her out, help him out. Sure. Absolutely. It's pretty easy.
3: So how right. about you? How's your day?
2: It's funny that he brought up the whole diabetes thing. I now know where diabetes comes from. Have you ever worked in like a sweetener factory? Um, hello. I
3: worked at the Savannah candy kitchen when I was pregnant with gestational diabetes and I couldn't freaking eat anything.
2: Yeah, this is an issue because the, the sweetener factory is way worse the sweetener factory is way worse. Like, a, you we, went to
3: a sweetener factory? Yeah, today? we
2: were taking doors down in a sweetener factory and the first door that we took down, it was a fast, high-speed roll-up door, hit the ground and all the dust came up. From that point on, every time I lick my lips or I touch my skin or I do something where <laughs> something sugar. goes straight to my mouth, it is fucking the biggest sugar rush you've ever had. I mean, this is some, it was like, at first I would have thought it was like crystal meth or cocaine when I walked in going, whoa, there's a lot of white powder around here and boxes and stuff and weird machines that looks like it's used for weighing. If I was not a smart man, I'd have to ask a question, what's going on in here? Because it doesn't look like what you say it does on the outside. Just saying. Yeah. I thought I was in heaven for 30 seconds. I was like, oh, look at
3: this. Nope no but it wasn't just sugar just sugar that, that'll kill you faster than coke
2: and it, it got all over me like it's like on everything everything my tools everything i touch something the dust kick, kicks up i'm like mm.
3: mm-hmm. you're mm. licking your tools clean that's good that's good job oh, you have a six tall, though. i did get a call about uh 10 minutes after school started come pick up your kid he's got a fever that was yesterday so he got uh, to stay home today and he was rough his fever broke but um he was he was rough last night he was really rough he was rough so he was so funny though because i asked his brother to bring him home some ginger ale because he was he had a really upset stomach um and he was so afraid of throwing up and out uh, and this morning he comes into the room and he goes did connor put magic in the ginger ale and i was like what are you talking about He goes, my stomach doesn't hurt i don't feel like i'm going to throw up it's magic I was like, no, baby, that's just ginger ale. That's not Connor's magic. That's just ginger ale magic. That's the way it works, dude. Dude, he doesn't do bubbles and he doesn't do soda. Like this, he's the oddest child.
2: Carbonation. He, he does he, not like carbon. He doesn't
3: do carbonation. He doesn't do soda. He doesn't do condiments. He doesn't like to put anything on top of anything else, which is why he's probably going to make us grandparents first. <laughs> anyway.
2: He doesn't like to put the slicker on the willy. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's not that old yet. Anyway. Thank God. Well, we have a guest tonight. Yes, we do. Leo, don't get mad. You know, you'll be fine. So uh, Mr. Ken Good is joining us from the great state of Texas. You know, everything's bigger in Texas. How you doing? Well,
8: that's what they claim. I'm great. Thank you for so much for having me this Christmas week.
3: Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, because uh, honestly, I, I know nothing.
8: Oh, sure. I <laughs> um well, I'm an old man. I am married. I have two kids. Uh, they're My youngest is in college. Uh, I'm an attorney. I uh, graduated from law school th- over 30 years ago. My wife is also an attorney. Uh, I specialize in bail law. I've written a lot of articles on criminal justice reform and what, what is bad bail reform, which we're finding out across the country. And uh, I... I guess that's really what I do. I represent bondsmen across the state of Texas. I, rep- I represent several uh, sureties as Texas counsel. I'm on the board of the professional bondsmen of Texas. I, uh, uh, I'm on their legislative team, so we prefer provo- pro, pro- we propose bills. I have not been drinking, I promise.
7: <laughs> Maybe you should be.
8: <laughs> well, yeah, except for I don't drink, so that we, I would be in a lot more trouble if I was. Um, we propose bills to the legislature. We uh, testify as a resource. And um, I've argued cases in front of the Supreme Court and the Court Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. Um, so I like to look at issues through a legal lens, so an appellate lens. And so I think that's made me uniquely... Um, interested in this area of the law as we go through criminal justice reform, bail reform that are now, you know, had many cases pending at the court of appeals and all these proposals made by the left, none of them have survived a a challenge. So uh, they're batting a thousand at losing on all these issues that they say we have to change because the constitution requires it. And we keep finding out no, and they keep arguing that we need to do it anyway. So. I guess that's who I would say. I would say probably if you want to know who I am, I'm a father and I have two girls and I'm a dad of daughters and, uh, and that's all I know that I'm
3: sorry. We got boys. We have two boys and our oldest turns 17 tomorrow and our youngest will be 12 next month. And um, I'm so grateful we don't have
8: girls because I remember what it was like to be a girl. And I feel sorry for my mother every day. (laughs) Well, my oldest is 22. She's graduated from college. My youngest is, 18. Uh, she's a freshman college, but she had a bone marrow transplant when she was five. So uh, she was born with uh, low platelets, and we fixed those when she was five. And so um, she has some arm issues. So she's our little special needs daughter. But uh, I just can't imagine uh, life without either one of my girls. And, and I'll tell you a story. You know, five years ago, our when she was five, she's 18 now, when we had our bone marrow transplant one night, she was throwing up because in a bone marrow transplant, they kill your your bone marrow with chemo and they give you a new bone marrow. Well, So we're in the process of killing her bone marrow. And for some reason, my wife and I were both there. And so in the middle of the night, we're up we're in the bathroom. She's throwing up. And so I start brushing my teeth and my... My daughter's like, why are you brushing your teeth? It's the middle of the night. And I looked at her and I said, well, I'm hoping your mom will kiss me later on. And she looked at me and she looked at my wife and her mom. And she's like, don't do it. And that encapsulates the whole thing about raising <laughs> girls. <laughs> <laughs>
7: don't
3: do it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can understand that. Our uh, our oldest son just got his license. Oh, And yes, exactly. So it's rough. And the first thing he did was dent my car. Yeah. Like literally he backed it. Yeah. He, he, the next day he backed it into uh, his pickup truck with the tailgate down.
8: Did Uh, he tell you or did he wait for you to find it?
7: Oh no.
2: No, he came came right right in. in. Yeah. He knew uh,
7: better than
2: that. (laughs) I told him that good good news or bad news never gets better with time. So I taught Um, him that at a very young age.
8: I have a 22 year old that still to this day who we've been teaching that since she was five, uh, never learned it. So she will wait until you discover it every time. Yeah. That's, doesn't that's care. Bad. So
3: <laughs> Griff says that my 19 year old still thinks I have cooties.
2: Well, you do Griff. I mean, obviously. So with this, I'm sure you all are tackling the problem that we're going to have here in the future, especially when it comes to bail reform and everything else, I'm sure you've already looked at it. Um, The fact if, you know, any of this crap with Trump or any of this crap that we're watching blows up in their face, y'all do realize we are no longer going to trust the DOJ nor any lawmaking body in this country ever again. Especially if we have hard-nosed proof that everything that was done was at the behest of Joe Biden and everybody followed along, suit trim and proper, the American people aren't going to stand for that anymore. That would be a complete uh, dissolution of our uh, of the Constitution. Well,
8: you know, I think in some ways we're repeating the same uh, mistakes we made in the '60s. You know, in the '60s we felt safe uh, because you know uh, criminal justice uh, criminal justice were doing a good job, so we started. Uh, becoming more forgiving, more and more forgiving in our criminal justice laws. So we started letting more people out of prison, out of jail. And what do you know? Crime went up. And so we started questioning what was causing it. And then, uh, you know, our friends on the left fought uh, uh, changing anything back tooth and nail. And then, as a result of of crime increasing, we had actually Ronald Reagan. We had a backlash. And so we, I think we're just repeating those mistakes that we've made in the past. And you're seeing that we're right in the middle of that cycle right now where we're questioning these changes. And you see some places rolling them back. New York's rolled back their reforms three or four times now. And so, and other states have just re, uh, repealed them. So I think you're in the middle of that, but you still have our friends on the left saying, oh, crime's not really increasing. It's just a perception that crime's increasing. Crime's not really increasing. I mean, I'm like, when the NAACP in Oakland, California, says all the local officials are crazy and that they need to have a state of emergency on crime, crime is a problem.
2: That's not even... See, I, I... You can't trust national media. First of all, all you got to do is pick up a local newspaper in any town, and I'll tell you what—you'll read some of the craziest stories about people doing some of the stupidest shit I've ever seen my whole entire life. But the worst part is—is nobody does that. We all just rely on Fox News to tell us, "Oh yeah, well, crime's going down," or CNN to say, "Yeah, crime's going down. We don't
8: have to worry about that. Crime's gone. We're good." Well, but you're parsing the numbers. I mean, you know, I mean, it's—it's ironic to me that these groups. That are pushing for these reforms are using national statistics when the vast majority of the country still follows. The criminal justice practices that we know work that are being taught in the universities, and they're using those national numbers to say, "Oh, crime's not—it's going down. Crime's not coming up." And you can go look at these urban areas where you've passed these bad bail reforms, where it's un- its undisputed that crime's going up. Look in California. The only way you can say crime's not going up in California is by saying, "Well, we've de- decriminalized all theft under a hundred dollars, so that's not a crime anymore." Well, we're not more safe. I mean look at um look in San Francisco at the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building where all the federal employees go to work there and they've told everybody there don't come to work work from home because it's not safe for you to park your car and walk from your car to the building. I mean I've never seen that before in my in lifetime and now we're saying that's the new normal you have to work from home because it's not no, it's not safe for you to go to work. That's a public safety issue. That's a crime problem that needs to be addressed. Well, a
3: large, a a big problem too, is that a large number of the states just didn't report their numbers to the FBI last year. So the left is looking at these numbers and crime went down. Well, okay, but you only have 20% of the actual numbers. The rest of them just didn't even report Well, you also have you also
8: have so much not reporting at the local level because it's not going to there's nothing going to be done about it. If you want to know what the most accurate uh, statistics on crime are, look at car thefts, because insurance companies still require a police report as a condition to pay off your claim. And what does that statistic show? Car thefts are up 30 percent year over last year. So, I mean, that shows if the rest of the numbers are consistent with that, we got a runaway crime problem.
2: Cadillac converter theft is up over 85% just this year alone.
8: See, I think that's the best example, Cadillac converter theft, because that's an example where our friends on the left come up with these policies that you can say, okay, maybe they're well-intentioned, but... They tie the hands of judges so they can't address career criminals, organized crime or gangs. And the Cadillac converter theft is the best example. Those groups have discovered or found a way to step into that void and make money hand over fist. And they can make over $1,000 per Cadillac converter. I mean, and we're saying, oh, well, that's just not a crime that we should be worried about anymore we should be worried about public safety we should be worried about organized crime i mean i'm at the point where i'm like especially on the catalytic converter stuff what would our elected officials be doing differently if they were being paid off paid off by organized crime to do nothing i don't know if they'd be doing anything different than they're already doing no just it's the
3: only difference is that now it's the cartels paying them instead of the italian the mafia mob. yeah yeah we were better off with the mafia
8: Well, historically, we've always been better off with with that. They had a moral compass, but it seems like today, I mean, nobody has a moral compass today. I mean, look at, I mean, you can just look in the news and some guy is filming himself doing stuff he shouldn't be doing in a congressional hearing room. And, you know, he's like, well, I mean, anybody that wants to say that I was doing this with bad intentions lying. I'm like, hello, I don't care what sex you're having with what there should anybody's moral compass should say you're not having any kind of sex in a government building. I mean, come on. Let's let's up the little moral governor a little bit.
3: Well, I think morals left the DC area. Yeah, the D- DC
8: first, honestly. Well, you know, I do, I think it seems like that, but you know, the backbone of our country has a moral compass. And what I keep saying is what's going on is not sustainable. So, you're gonna have, I mean, we're gonna have that circle which we had that cycle that we had in the 60s. It's gonna happen again because what's going on is not sustainable. When you're selling commercial buildings in San Francisco for 30, 40, or 50 percent of their value from a year ago, that's not sustainable. And the people that are okay. calling are calling for change now is the mayor's
3: you're
8: picking the toilet. She's no, she's yeah. being a mother. That's what you do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that the mayors are the ones that are going to step in, and they're already doing it. They're saying you you can't. This isn't We can't continue this because what's going to happen? You're going to have commercial buildings default. Then the next thing, are cities are going to fall. They're not going to be able to provide services to their population. But it's not, it, it, and it's not even just. Uh, well, I I don't
2: think the population is going to stand for it because I, again, I, I what's so far, nothing's been done. So far, what is our what even I got to I got to even span it over four years. What do we see Trump do? Trump didn't do anything It's for four years in office. He didn't. Well, I mean, he, and he didn't. He didn't start any investigations. He didn't open any investigations. Yeah, he did some backdoor deals. Well, with he some did a executive lot of child orders. sex trafficking. He did a lot there. I, I give him that. But well, what, but okay, I mean, but everything you
8: have work. to measure everything on a curve because you know you know we know what it's like for the last couple of years with a Democrat in the office. Oh yeah. Yep. When you get a Republican, I mean, at the very least, it's going to be less. We may not be where we want it, but it's going to be a lot less. And so you have to measure it versus what we would have got. I mean, you know, the problem we're suffering right now is this stupid identity politics where and the left's done a really great job. And so it's like we you should not care how bad we're making it because we've taught you that the right is so bad from the they're so different from your identity there's no grounds that you can vote for them and that's what's allowing the left to just completely screw up the country and our criminal justice system because they've created an an electric for them that there's no circumstances where they'll vote for the right we've got to beat that and at some point there will be a huge backlash because of crime i believe and so we'll we'll have that circle that cycle complete from that we had in the 60s and it'll happen again and it'll be a huge backlash this time
2: I, I can see that. And being in law enforcement or involved with law enforcement, I have one – got a real good question to ask you. When it comes to the Lolita Express logs, flight logs, what is the reason the Republicans are stopping that from being published to the American public? Well, or What do you
8: think? Well, first of all, I think there was a judge that came out today and has ordered a bunch of that stuff to be made public starting in Just the new year. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't have like you've said, I've lost all faith in a lot of those elected officials uh, on the left or the right. And so, you know, I just think automatically the worst. The reason why they don't want that stuff to come out is probably because there's going to be some embarrassing stuff in there for some of their members. Yeah, I'm sure their names are
2: on. Them. Yeah, exactly. But the, the thing that is the killer for me is that y- you just people make this argument all the time. Well, <clears throat> we got to vote Republican. We have to because they're going to it'll be better. I've heard that over and over again. Uh, I've lived 47 years of this, of my life on this earth and of the 47 years that I've lived and I've watched and I served in the United States military for 21 of those 47 years. And I've never seen anything get significantly better with either party. Why now would I even dare trust it that, Oh, it'll be better with him. I see. I don't know.
8: I'm really, Uh, look, you've got two options. You've got R or D. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, I'm one of those. There is not a D right now that I would ever vote for. And the the reason why, I'll tell you the reason why, is because the D's don't have a mind of their own. When they get elected, they will support the national uh, agenda, no matter what it is. Like, I live in Texas. Texas used to be a Democrat state, and but the problem is it's always been a conservative state. So even when it was a Democrat state, it was conservative. But now it's Republican and Republican only because the Democrats don't have room for conservatives in their party. If you're going to run for statewide office in Texas, you have to state the the agenda for the national party. That will get you the money, but as soon as you do that, you've got the money, but you're no longer Competitive in the state of Texas, you're going to lose by 13 points, and so I look at it like that. I mean, I cannot support the the national Democrat agenda. Now, maybe uh, there are a lot of things that I could support in uh, we wish were more conservative on the right, but I have no shot at any conservative issues if if a, if the if a D is elected. So I'm R i I'm one of those that's R O the way are all the way i swear i have not been drinking i am are all the way and until there's another alternative that's more conservative that's what i'm doing
2: i I guess i just i i look at it differently because i don't believe i'm on either side i think i'm dead set in the middle i believe in the constitution i believe the constitution should run this country have you ever voted anything
3: but republican
2: no, but because I've never agreed with the left. Exactly. But nobody ever does. But now that I look at because it, they're both same, the same wings, the same bird. wings, it's the like, same
3: bird, think of the same brain. It's no, kind of like – Same bird brain. Yep. How, how do we well, – but-
2: use- well, oh, the, here's, doing, I, here's the problem. The definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a, a, a different outcome. We have done that for 250 some odd years now where we voted over and over again, pretty much the same way. It started out wigs and Tories and now we're down to Democrats and Republicans. But we're still in the, basically the same two parties. We've been doing it the same way over and over again, expecting a different outcome. And then we're surprised when we don't get one. I, I just,
8: I'm going to state it just a little bit different way. And I'm, I'm going to say that the D's are disqualifying themselves right now on crime. And, and, and that is a huge distinction between the two parties right now. And until the D's undisqualify themselves on crime, you can't vote for them. If you don't feel safe. And, and I'll tell you the reason why this crime issue is mainly in our urban areas in our urban cities, it's a democratic stronghold Yep. they believe that no matter what they do in the inner cities, they're still going to get elected. They're still going to get voted. And so that's the reason why you see it there. That's where they're starting. And so you've got these people who are being elected, which I call the true believers that believe that if you release more criminals, you're going to have less crime. And no matter what study shows, no matter what history shows, no matter what uh, criminal um, uh, jurisprudence shows, it's which is that when you release more criminals, you're going to get more crime. And that's one plus one equals two. But they are keep arguing one plus one equals 47 and safety and public safety. And, you know, look at Illinois where they in, in uh, pass a law that's called the Safety Act. Yep. And it's intended to do the exact opposite. But they tell the public it's going to be more safe. And shock, shock, it's not. Oh, we just don't understand what happened. We just need more time. That's their big response. We just need more time for, for it to prove to that it's going to do exactly what it's. Need. No, no, it's not going to do it. It wasn't intended to do that. And um, the public will uh, wake up eventually. But I don't know when these strongholds, I mean, we may have to find a, crim- a law enforcement Democrat to run, and I don't know if we can. It won't matter. I, I,
2: I'm not saying Democrat. I'm not saying either party. I'm not even don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Democrat. I'm not I'm not saying Republican, though, either, because I again, we we just watched the tit for tat with uh, Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan. I mean, it seems like they're up to the same games that the Democrats are. It just it just seems like, yeah, there seems to be a lot of lying coming out on both sides. And I'm just waiting to find out that they've hoodwinked us with the law, done something else to us. And then I've got to I guess we all have to ask that conglomerative question. Is it bad enough yet?
8: What? Well, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, there's a good point to make on on what you're saying, what's going on in, in Congress. And there's a good comparison to make between that and Texas right now, because, you know, we had in this impeachment trial, the attorney general and, and it was pushed by the Republicans and the Democrats in the house. And that kind of is mirroring what's going on in Congress right now. And this is an internal fight but in the Republicans between moderates and conservatives, like in Texas, the house speaker has been selected by a few Republicans and the Democrats for the last multiple sessions. So it's always a moderate. And so as a result, some Democrats get uh, chairmanships and that moderates the house and the house and Senate is very conservative. That's the same thing that's going on in Congress. And you have, um, A very razor thin margin in the House. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to cater to what can pass. And up until we threw out our last speaker, it was uh, catering to the moderate wing of the party. Now we've got a conservative that's elected. Uh, speaker and you know i saw an article yesterday about how long will he be there this is an internal fight between moderates and and conservatives and if you're catering to the moderates then it's going to look like uh democrats 2.0 if you are catering to the conservatives then it's going to be a big difference between the two parties and so i think you've got some internal wars going on and everybody talks about the republicans i mean this is been going on for a while. The Democrats are the same way. They've been slowly getting rid of their moderates. And so we just have the real, the strong, real believers left and they're dangerous. They, I mean, historically they would be disqualifying themselves from running from office, but we've got this identity politics that's overcoming all that and electing these true believers that are are unhealthy for the country.
3: And on both sides, because it's, it's too extreme both ways. And yet...
8: I'm even more extreme here. You know Uh, what? I don't, you know, I'm not ready to say that. I I understand the sentiment, but I'm not ready to say that because I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen that level of craziness from the right. And I would say from the right, they're the only people saying we should be fiscally responsible. I don't think that's a crazy idea. Uh, We should live within our means. That's not a crazy idea. Hold people accountable. That's not a crazy idea, but somehow that's a conservative idea right now.
3: But it's the narrative that's portrayed that. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's the optics and we talk about it all the time. It's unfortunately, it's the optics that count. Um, But you were talking before about we've lost our moral compass and it's true. Um, I want to play a clip from a movie real quick. I watched the other day and I don't know why I watched this movie. It didn't, it's not like normally I'm huge on uh, really bad, like B rated sci-fi movies, which seem to be coming true like i'd wake my best friend up at like 11 o'clock at night to go watch sharknado 5 with me right like i love those kinds of movies but so this was not really in my genre but something drew me to it and i i got sucked right in and it, it took me a while to watch it but this first clip here um speaks volumes especially to what we're talking about and the premise of it's set initially in 1890 and the main character is a professor at a seminary and he's written a book and in order for his book to get the um the approval or the, the
2: stamp, of approval, yeah, the stamp the of approval
3: from the seminary yeah. everybody on the board of directors has to agree wholeheartedly unanimously uh sponsor the book um and one of them comes in late to the meeting and has something to say about it and they're talking about um A little boy who, in the part of the book, a little boy who stole something and how they deal with it. So I'm going to play this real quick. And the movie's called Time Changer.
5: Hopefully you can hear it. I
3: I turned on the system audio. That's why I switched screens.
5: If we can make those arrangements. (laughs) I, too, Russell, found your work
4: to be highly thought-provoking. Excellent scholarship. You're to be congratulated. I'm sorry to interrupt your meeting, gentlemen. Norris, what a surprise. Uh, Are you certain you're well enough to be here? Oh, yes. Thank you for your concern, sir. I came because I wanted to speak with Russell 67. Even if it is apart from his name, and if people are rejecting the authority of Jesus Christ in their lives, is the encouragement to proclaim the moral standard matter, sir. You have difficulty with something, doctor? there is just this one matter I'd like to clear up, sir. What do you not agree with, Norris? Russell, please. I would like you and I to discuss this privately first. Let us discuss it now. We have no secrets here. Yes, Norris, I should like to hear your thoughts. Well, I I appreciate your interest, gentlemen, but I do not think this is the proper place for an open discussion. No worry, Norris. I give you my permission. Russell, please. I give you my permission. If you wish. One of the themes in Dr. Carlyle's book is the encouragement to proclaim the moral standards taught by Jesus to all people. And what is wrong with this premise? And I am quoting from page 67. Even if it is apart from his name and if people are rejecting the authority of Jesus Christ in their lives, we must still teach the ways of Christ for the better interest of society. The Lord's teachings are best for all. The Lord's teachings are best for all. You cannot be disagreeing with this statement, Norris. No, what Dr. Carlyle is implying is that we can put forth the standards of Christ apart from his name. And I think this is deadly. Are you saying that it would be wrong to simply tell a boy not to steal? If this is all the information we give the boy, yes, I believe it would be. Oh, come now, Norris. Without the authority of Christ, mankind is merely left to compare ideas. A morality becomes a matter of opinion. One person says it is wrong to steal, the next person says it is not. No standard is set. We need to tell this boy that the Lord Jesus Christ said not to steal. Well, I agree this is best, but we cannot always mention the name of Jesus. It may not be received, especially by those already offended by the church or brought up in another religion. But Jesus is the authority behind his commands, and people need to understand this fact. If we remove his authority, then we have no basis on which to command. We understand what you're saying, Norris, but do you think you might have taken this thought to an extreme? It is quoting a source without giving credit to the person who said it. When we quote Shakespeare, we always say Shakespeare said this. It should be the same with the scripture. Observe the Old Testament as our example. How often do we read where the prophets first say, thus saith the Lord before they speak?
0: Yes, Norris. However, these moral standards
4: taught universally would greatly benefit social behavior. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please hear me. Satan is not against good morals. He is opposed to Jesus Christ. A man can have good morals his entire life, yet you and I know he will go to hell when he dies. It is Jesus Christ that everyone needs, and the devil knows this more than all of us. Dr. Anderson. Satan's goal is to remove the name of Christ from his commands, and when we do this, people are deceived into thinking that if they live a good life, they will receive God's approval and attain heaven.
5: I think we can use morals to attract people to the Lord. Yes,
4: but the ultimate issue in Christianity is the authority of Christ, and the devil is attacking this authority by convincing us to teach morals alone.
2: Yeah is that not an accurate and, and the, the part you don't know about the movie and I don't care. I'll, I'll kill it uh, for everybody, but um, he actually has a time machine. Yeah. And he sends this guy back and forward, forward in to time, early 2000s. Yeah. And he sees it happening right in front of him. And he can't understand like, how is this possible? Like how has mankind gone so wayward? Cause you remove God from
3: schools. Children aren't allowed to pray anymore. They're, and, and a little girl uh, steals his hot dog on the bench. Yep. And, and she's like, I'm just, he chases her down. She's like, I'm just kidding around. I was just playing around. He said, it's wrong, to, wrong to steal. And she said, says who?
2: And that's when everything slaps him in the face yeah, and he goes so back and he and he was the, the, the old guy in there was absolutely right. He wanted to talk to him, bring him to his house, show him this machine and show him the future and show him, hey, look, this is what we're doing. If we write this this way was the, I mean, you've been in law enforcement. Wouldn't you agree that probably the most wayward decision we've ever made as a country was to remove God from school?
8: You know, that's tough for me to watch because, you know, I'm a strong Christian and I, um, my wa- you know, my wife and I are opposites in that, you know, she's an introvert and I'm an extrovert, but I, do, I don't know if I believe anymore that opposites attract because our basic beliefs about Christ, we agree on. And, you know, we're very, we're very, we're very common on those beliefs. We, I mean, when we met, we we were members of different churches, and so we would go one church, one Sunday to my church, one Sunday to her church. We did that for years. We got married. We continued to do that until my wife said she was ready to have a baby, and I said, we can't have a baby until we're both members. We can't have a family until we're both members of the same church family, and so to see that, you know, you you kind of, you, you agree with what the group is saying about, well, we all want morals, but you know, we're seeing the result, the reap, we've reaped the reward, I guess the bad stuff of what happens when you take the source out of teaching morals, because when you teach just morals, then it's like they said, it's a, it's an opinion. And there has, and I would even say, look, um, Alcoholics Anonymous is universally thought of as a great program. And at the basis of alcoholics anonymous is a belief in a creator a, a higher a, a higher being. Absolutely. And so I always fall back to that. And the reason why that has never been attacked in such a way is because it's been so uh successful. And I mean so I look at you know and I look at Portland Oregon where we're we've decriminalized all Bad drugs, all heavy drugs, with the thought that, oh, well, everybody's going to want treatment. And, you know, we're going to create all these programs, and less than 0.1% of people are reaching out for treatment. And we're having record numbers of overdoses every month. And so it's like we are killing, oh. we are sanctioning killing people because we don't want to have them to go through the criminal justice system where we give them a choice, go to jail, go to prison, or go to rehab. I mean, rehab has a 75% failure rate, so every time someone goes, they've got a 75% chance of failing. So you got to give them an incentive to keep going back so that eventually they're in the 25% or they go to prison. I mean, my gosh, where would that, I mean, where, where did we go as a society where we thought, Oh, it's a, it's better to just let them overdose. And where the hell is all that money going that we set aside for treatments? You know, it's not just sitting in some bank. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's lying in somebody's pocket. And so I, I mean, you know, that kind of, that, that video kit kind of hits home to me because, you know, I don't know if I really thought of it that way. Is but if we don't teach morals, and I I agree, if we don't give, I mean, when I couldn't say in my faith, what would Jesus do? I started out by saying, what would grandma do? She was the strongest, faithful person in my family. I was close to her. And then when I grew as a Christian, I finally got to the point where I'd say, what would Jesus do? And so we need more of that, and we need to take the politics out of that. And if we can't, then maybe we just need to move to a p- private school system where we can put put that kind of stuff in. Because we're not doing it, not for any other reason other than just politics. I mean, it hurts the left for us to teach morals and give credit to someone so that they have a moral base. And then they're like, well, we reject you, and we're going to go to the right. And we should be rejecting all of that and this What we're teaching instead is dangerous. I mean, we're teaching kids that I mean (laughs) I mean, I was a very naive kid, but I don't I don't want I didn't I wouldn't want my kids being taught some of the things that we're teaching kids about sexuality. I mean, I taught high school for two years before I went to law school. And some of the things that were said to me the first week of school, like girls asking me if I would ever consider dating a high school girl. I'm like, no, I would not because I'm a teacher and that would be wrong. And no, you already know more about sex than I ever want to know because that's not, that's, I mean, I don't care about that kind of crap in my religious beliefs. That's not proper. And so, you know, that clip kind of hit home to me.
2: I I, I just... Uh,
3: I thought it might, because I'll tell you what, it hit me when I, again, I don't know. I didn't know why I watched that movie or why I started watching that movie until I saw that clip. And it brought so many things into focus for me that uh, I actually, I stopped watching it after that. And I went and got him and I played it, played it for him too. And then I watched the rest of the movie later. And it's great. We'll probably play it on here for True Spiracy here someday soon. Um, we do a Sunday True Spiracy show. That's we'll we read the Bible sometimes, we dig into all kinds of different things, but sometimes we play movies, we do all kinds of fun stuff. But um well, but let's play that out by
8: but let's play that out by removing teaching morality and, and giving credit to the source from our schools. Haven't we as a society created the situation that has allowed crime to increase? Aren't we the ones doing the damage to the very people who are getting in trouble? And I mean, aren't we the ones that are setting that up? I mean, my gosh, I, I, I hate to, I hate to do this, but
2: I, I'm pretty sure I know how old you are and you're in my generation, which means I can say this. This time we the, the problem is is the last time when they removed God from schools, the boomers were silent. They didn't say anything. They didn't want to ruffle the feathers. They didn't want to rock the ship. Now, now that God's gone from school and what are our chances of getting that back in school? Probably slim to none. And slim just took a long walk off a shore pier. But now they're coming after our guns. There's a lot of people that are standing up saying, well, that's not going to happen. But is it? We let God go out of school. Why wouldn't we just give up our guns?
8: Yeah, but you know, they've lost the war on guns currently with the current Supreme Court. And you know, you can say what you want to about Trump, but without Trump, those those cases would have gone the oh, opposite no, yeah. way because we'd yeah. have had different ju- justices on the Supreme Court. Yep. So currently, they've lost that battle. Um, you're seeing a different battle on the guns right now. You're trying, they're trying to make it so bad on guns that some, some statute, yeah. some statute will be upheld by the uh, Supreme Court. And I think, Maybe a felon in possession of a gun may be the first one that they uphold. But, I mean, right now we're winning the battle on guns. I mean, we've we've won that, I mean, I think.
2: Well, I mean, minus the fact that they're trying to put all these stupid rules in and now you can't buy this. And if you are an FFL or you're a Class 4 FFL, your records get torn through almost monthly.
3: It doesn't matter about whether or not they keep the guns legal because they just don't let you buy ammunition. It's That's just not available. So once.
8: Well, you gun, to- yeah. ammunition's yeah. not available. And, you know, I think that was I think that was started with Obama started buying yep. all the primers, ammunition all so- them, and primers and whatnot. So yeah. you can't even make ammo. Yep. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I mean, I thought that was an interesting uh, way to address that where the government just started buying all the ammo uh, mm-hmm. when Obama started doing it. And uh, with Biden, I mean, you don't really know who's running the government with Biden because it's sure not Biden. And it's not his wife. So. No, it's um, Obama.
2: It's still Obama.
8: Yeah, well, you know, you hear that. In the news.
2: Oh, oh, no, he just moved down the road. He only he just moved down like I think he's at 16 1625 <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue now <laughs> in the brownstone on the left hand side. Well,
3: a little earpiece in his ear reaches across the street to the White House. So, you know, he can just feed Biden whatever he says. Unfortunately, apparently it's garbled occasionally. So he has some trouble hearing.
8: You know, the the interesting thing with Biden is there's, you know, you can see what he did. I mean, when Hillary ran for president, he thought he was done. And so he didn't think he was going to run again. And so that's when he was vice president. They started doing all these shenanigans Mm -hmm. and he thought nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to do anything about it because I'm not ever going to run from office again. And then Trump, COVID, he was able to hide in the basement and run and he won. And he's like, I mean, oh my God. And and, and now they're just uncovering it. I mean, if we hadn't won the house by a really small more margin, two years ago, none of this would have come out. I mean, you want to talk about, hey, there's no difference. Look, I mean, look at all the things that have come out in the last two years and all this stuff uh, about uh, fundraising, getting donations, and it's going back to uh, dad and it's the big guy and all that. All that's because the Republicans took over the House. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about a big difference between the parties. I mean, the Democrats will not hold themselves accountable. The Republicans will. I'm not disagreeing with you
2: on all of on any of that. I completely agree with you on that. What I disagree with is we knew about this stuff two three years ago. We knew about Hunter. The only thing we didn't have was proof. We knew of all of it because they've been posting this stuff. People have been granted okay. It's in the conspiracy realm, so therefore nobody trusts that it's true. All of our conspiracy. I have 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 read emails (laughs) between Hunter and his dad from the laptop that we knew that something was trading changing hands we weren't sure what we were Prophesizing about everything from kids to money, to drugs, to women, to you name it. We couldn't figure it out. Now we we just have proof that, oh, look, there's a $40,000 check, 10% from the big guy. When you look at the money scheme, that's 10% for the big guy. We've known all about all about all of this. Everybody else is just catching up to this. There's not a person that I that I talk to, at least I hope I don't, that doesn't understand that we already know all of that. That's why we really don't talk about it all that much. There's
3: a new one. There's a new one I found out today. A great one. This is great. We always, we wondered why Joe picked Kamala for vice president, right? I mean, she had, she dropped out of the race before even the first primary. She she barely pulled one percent. Yeah, she was like negative poll. So everyone was like, well, why would they choose her? They tried to pass her off as a black woman, which she's not, I mean, she's half Jamaican, half Indian. um, And not even... Technically qualified to be president because she's not a natural born citizen. Her parents weren't residents for five years when she was born here. She is legit an anchor baby. However, it came out today that apparently Kamala and Bo were a thing. Really, Bo Biden. Really. When Bo died, Kamala was one of the first people informed.
2: Did not know that
3: over his wife. Apparently, they used to talk every day
2: interesting
3: and uh where did you get this from where they were very close
2: where did this come out of
3: I uh, it came out of hunter's laptop Dang. more stuff coming out of Hunter's laptop apparently Bo and Camilla were a thing
2: the gift that keeps on giving
3: and uh that's why they chose her to be vice president because
8: of bow uh they, she became vice president Bo because biden? the biden promised that it would be a black woman and- mm-hmm. Yep. And she. Mm. And
3: God. who better but, than his dead son's mistress?
2: Wasn't there a, another? Wasn't there another lady that was way more qualified than yes. she was? Yes.
8: But I, I think she, she was further left than. I mean, Camilla like, had yeah, the, right. She had a law enforcement. Uh, she was a, I think, attorney, attorney general. District. Yeah, so district. district attorney. So she had a law enforcement element. That yeah, I, she's she's I the mean,
3: that would keep people in jail past their parole in order to use them as free labor. Yeah, but and here's the
8: problem right now with the National Democrat Party: they absolutely oppose uh, criminal justice. I mean, they support criminal justice reform. They support all these bad bail reforms that allow, you know, cr- uh, the release of more criminals, and they're not they're not in support of either. Uh, Public safety or increasing public safety, the most they'll say is, We feel your pain, but they're not willing to do anything about it. It's kind of like the border. I mean, the, the, there's so many similarities between the border policy and criminal justice reform policy. And, and it's because they're tied to their donors. That's what their donors want. They can't raise money without it, uh, taking those positions. And so we have to vote against those policies. And if that means we have to vote against the Democrat candidate, then that's what we have to do until they change their policies. I promise you, once that happens, overnight, immediately, they're going to be the law enforcement policy, uh, party again.
3: So before we let you go, let's talk about the border a little bit because I know you, I'm sure, see a lot more than we do. You know, we get clips, but we are not, we're in Georgia. South Georgia. We're just outside of Savannah. So um, we haven't been quite as inundated here Um, although we live in one of two blue cities in Georgia, it's not a sanctuary city. And I don't think our residents would put up with it. They don't even like the homeless. They move them out pretty regularly. Um, what's going on down there? I mean, I'm hearing like the last couple of days were the worst ever.
8: It's terrible. I mean, I did a, I moderated a panel in October of, uh, sheriffs from border counties and, Uh, it, it's just, it's so bad that Texas just passed a state, uh, criminal statute, making it a crime to illegally enter the country. Do you know, before that statute was passed, the only way they were arresting people on state violations was trespass and they had to have the landowner support them. And so there would be counties where the, the landowners would support the sheriff and allow him to file criminal charges for trespass. And then there's counties that wouldn't. Because they didn't want, I would say, because they didn't want the backlash from the cartels. And so it is a terrible situation. And you know what? Drugs are really bad getting through. Fentanyl is really bad getting through. But what's becoming more bad is human trafficking. Because if you have the drugs found as you're passing through over the border, those get confiscated. And the cartel still looks at you to have to pay those for those drugs. And so you owe them that. But if you're trafficking people, they're still getting across. And if they don't, they're going to be returned and you still have your product that needs to be brought back across. So it's a lot, uh, it's a lot less risk for the traffickers getting past the border. And so that was the big shock for me is that human trafficking and see a lot of the crime that we're seeing is a result of people who are paying off the debt from getting brought across the border. And so governor Abbott is taking people and shipping them to sanctuary cities. And so you, to New York and now you see New York going, Oh my God, uh, our um, immigration policy is terrible. And then, you know, to Chicago and to all these other sanctuary cities. And they're all like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We can't afford it. It's like, feel our pain, buddy. Feel our pain.
3: Yeah. Like Texas should be the only one
8: to actually have to deal with
3: 10,000 000- Illegal immigrants every single day.
8: Yeah, it's worse than that. You know, in what uh, Arizona, which has a Democrat governor, uh, governor just, yeah. I mean, called in the National Guard, sent a bill for half a billion dollars to the federal government for for their inaction. Yes, yeah, and she's you know, and the Supreme
3: Adams pretty soon.
8: Yeah. And then you've got, you know, you've got the Supreme Court that refuses to step in because I agree that immigration is normally a policy of the federal government. But when the federal government refuses to do anything on it, you've got to let somebody step into that void if there's a void. And we've definitely got a void right now, just like we do in criminal justice policy. I mean, we've got a law firm filing suits across the country setting policy for the uh, DNC on uh, criminal justice reform. You know, we feel your pain, but, you know, there's no right to hold anybody in jail. We call jails cages. And you see the law lawyer saying it. And then you see the national Democrats saying it. It's like, this is just toxic language to cut off any debate. It's not intended for us to have an intelligent discussion on the issue. And so we can't, we can't compromise on that. The compromise is it cannot be, nobody can be held in jail. So we can't have public safety. And so if that's their position, we got to get rid of them.
3: Unless, Unless they were a -er or anywhere in the D.C. area around the first week in January absolutely true. they will stay in jail and rot for the rest of their lives.
8: Absolutely. We have a complete double standard from that standpoint because, you know, we had riots and we had vehicles burned when Trump was elected and put into office. Mm -hmm. We had similar things and nobody was even arrested or no one was charged. And so, I mean, that's the problem. What happens if Trump gets reelected? I mean, you're going to see a a scale of things that that will take place around his inauguration, and they won't do a damn thing about it. And so we've got to take away this double standard, and we've got to stand up for our country. If if you're not willing to stand up and defend your country and in our inner cities, if you're not willing to stand up and defend your businesses, well, then you have no future in your inner city. So until we stand up and defend those types of things, uh, we're still on the wrong path.
3: We well, got 1.7 million veterans that are willing to stand up on the border, and you know, but the left won't like their uh, their methods. No,
7: no, they
2: wouldn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, well we, we gotta let you go. Um, where can people find you at?
8: Well if you want more information about these types of issues you can go to our website uh, pbtx.com the professional bondsman of texas.com uh, we have a blog on there so that you we highlight important criminal justice uh, uh, stories in the news but we also have a podcast that's linked on there and if you but if you want to go straight to it you can go, go to the bellpost.com the bellpost.com and we just uh, have uh We do podcasts about criminal justice issues. You want to know what the New Jersey plan is? We have a podcast about it. You want to know about what are these things? And the reason why we started that is because I went to a, a, a hearing in front of a federal judge and what she was being told was the exact opposite of what the reality was. And I came out of that thing saying, this case is going to go south. We need to get involved. We need to become experts on these issues. And that's what we've done. And since then, that judge has been reversed five, six or more times involving that case that she thought she was so right on. And I just knew she was wrong. And so I I think I've been proven right. But the damage that she did over those four or five years is just incredible and still uh, reverberating across the country. Because for, for several years, people were citing her case across the country as this is what we have to do. Every one of those cases has been reversed at the Court of Appeals, at different courts of appeals, and every one of those cases, I mean, the Fifth Circuit finally ruled that that case should have never even been filed. And you know what? They're still following it in Harris County with incredibly bad results, and it's just so political. They can't admit that the results are bad. So I would encourage you, if you want more information about those issues, go to pbtx.com or our uh, podcast. But thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Problem.
2: Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. We will talk to you later, sir. Okay. Good night.
8: Merry Christmas. Merry
2: Christmas, Christmas to you. you. Happy holidays. alright Y'all all. are y'all are
8: in stereo when you say that. You know that, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
3: All Bye. right. Good night. All right. All right. Yeah. So. Okay. It is oh almost that time. Not quite though. We got to drop. No, not quite yet. Oh,
2: not yet. We're not quite there. I thought I heard your alarm go off before.
3: Uh-uh. Nope. I'm trying to get that done. All right.
2: Well, you might as well bring it up just to keep getting... Because you know we're going there next.
3: So. I know.
2: Anyway. I don't... I don't know about these, these... I mean, I get it. I understand. If I thought that... It really mattered because I don't think we're going to make it that far. They they still think we're going to have, people still think we're going to have an election. I don't even think we're, you, you know what tells me that we're not? This is what tells me we're not. Trump's run it been running around for the last five months, six months doing what? Been doing rallies here, rallies there. He announced that he's running, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. He's been bouncing around the country doing rallies everywhere. Rallies, rallies, rallies. What's Biden done? Biden went visit his campaign headquarters. I didn't even know he had a
3: campaign headquarters. Honestly, he's never, I didn't even know he had campaign staff.
2: He went to the DNC headquarters. My bad, not his campaign headquarters. He went to the DNC. He's not even really running, folks. He's running from the podium, which is technically illegal. Just Um, saying. He's not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. He's not allowed to use official White House He doesn't give a shit what he's allowed to do and not. As Come on now. Election shit. It's against the law. But why isn't he running if we're going to have an election? Why haven't I seen the Biden-Harris 24 bumper sticker all over the place? Either because they're going to steal it
3: or no one cares.
2: That's what I think. (laughs) Yep. That's what I think. I think it's, they had- it's either already stolen or it's already on its way to being stolen. One of the two. I don't know which. Mm-hmm. Whichever comes first, I guess, right? Fuck it. But, Mike, see, it's funny because today, literally, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about everybody just catching up to the fact that they're just figuring out now that the World Economic Forum is bad. Like people are just. Swear to God. People are connecting dots. We connected two years ago. And mm-hmm. they are just now doing it. Yep. They're talking about how the world. Econ- this was all over all the pundits. Everybody that normally talks about this shit. This is what their main message was today. The World Economic Forum. Bad. The who? Bad. Klaus Schwab bad bad klaus enosch is a bad man you you guys just we've already been there done that got it must have been a slow news day it really must have been because that's what they talked about about how klaus schwab's already told us we showed you that two years ago when he came out and he first talked about the world uh the, the, the transformation that will occur amongst the world we will call it the New World Order. We know what the New World Order is. We know who these scumbags are. Why are you just figuring this out? My, my question is, have they memory holds so much shit they already forgot about that? Yeah. That like... W- Brain brain maybe, fogs does serious things to the memory. Maybe we need to bring up like a a t- like like the FBI has the most wanted. Mm-hmm. We should bring up the Patriot Most Wanted, and that should be our background. Just pictures of all the the most wanted, and as they die, we'll just draw red X's through them. Okay. Or they're captured or arrested. If they're arrested, we'll no, draw a but big circle around them.
3: We do need to do.
2: And if they get killeried, even better.
3: In the week between Christmas and New Year's, we need to do a new bingo card for 2024 we do yeah we need to do a new apocalypse apocalypse bimbo, bingo for 2024. we'll
2: do that our that'll be our when's new year's it's gonna be a
3: sunday it's a true conspiracy new year's day is no that's a monday
2: oh we'll, our new year's eve show we'll, we'll do that for our new year's eve show apocalypse <laughs> bingo for 24 <laughs> new year's eve 24 we're gonna celebrate it right through midnight we'll go right through we'll do the midnights we'll have we'll do a
3: late show then yeah because we're not starting at 2 p.m. and no, go until midnight. No.
2: <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No, but we'll go through the midnights from the time zones. Bah, bah, bah. Hit all the midnights. Till three o'clock
3: in the morning? Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? So we'll start at like nine. We'll yeah. do a New Year's Eve yeah. party. Yeah. Start a show at nine. Yeah.
2: We'll go to 3 a.m. And we'll hit all the midnights. While everybody hits okay. midnight, we'll be like, fuck yeah. Oh, we'll drop some uh we still got some of the little uh tiny little stuffs. We still have those. <laughs> okay <laughs> see i i can always sucker it in you know all right anyway
3: let's talk about some border stuff since we were there anyway before we do our tribute because
9: right. you know boxes alert i want to give you a live look at what's happening down there in eagle pass texas okay border agents there are calling this the worst they've ever seen in terms of migrants coming across and these, these images are just incredible. You'll remember the people trying to get on the train last week. The people that got on the train, that's who those people are right now that are sitting outside Eagle Pass waiting to get processed. The Border Patrol is completely overwhelmed, and they say they are 260% over capacity at this point, and that's before all of these others come through. Fox is Alert. I want to give you a live look at... Yeah,
2: that's just, I, it's an invasion and we have nobody doing anything about it and nobody's going to do anything about it. They're going to sit there and bitch about it. And they're going to say, see, look, they're coming in. Yep, they are. What are you doing about it? Putting them
3: on Delta flights and sending them wherever they want. What are Republicans doing about them? nothing?
2: That that's my big question. Wait a minute. Republicans, you said you wanted, to, where's our board? Why aren't we they, you know, if Republicans wanted to be dickheads, all they would do is throw fucking bill after bill after bill after bill, pass bill after, bill after bill after bill, pass like 50 fucking bills about the fucking border. Joe's got to address it someday. At some point, Joe's got to say, well, yeah, I've got to look at one of these now, nah. but you're not doing that because, you know, Joe's not going to, but you don't want to show the American people that you're doing that. Why? Show the American people that you're doing it. That's the best way to get Joe to look at it. Because there's other fat in that bill you don't want the American people to see. The shit you're willing to sign off on, the shit you're willing to agree with the Democrats on, that'll make you look weaker in the national page. Any picture. bill should be no more than two pages. I think it should only be a page. One page. It should be able to be read. Two
3: to, two to flesh out the details.
2: And only two page Fine. Two pages and... Oh, by the way, you have 24 hours to read it. Oh, and by the way, guess what? Two pages, and I tell you what, there better not be, there's only one topic per bill. That's exactly. There's Forget
3: this line item veto, line item bill.
2: Line item bill. Line item bill.
3: Every bill should be its own item, period.
2: period. It's the American people. Don't care what it's
3: about. It's the American people. You want a different bill for every penny you spend? I am fine with that.
2: 14 f- Yep. Yeah. Two, two pages, pages, double, double space. damn straight, following MFLA format.
3: That'd be four, 12 point, but okay. Times New Roman, 12 point. Anyway,
2: Ashley St. Clair.
3: I mean, I was an English major. What do you want? Nerd. Yeah, yeah. Our kids come by it, honestly. Obviously not from you. Um, nerd. So Ashley, if you guys aren't familiar with Ashley St. Clair, she's uh, a writer for the Babylon Bee. She's quite funny. She wasn't laughing so hard today. As she was traveling back to New York. And most of the people on the plane or waiting in line on the plane. Were migrants coming directly out of a processing center with the processing bags still in hand.
2: And their little forms and their tickets and everything getting them through with no idea.
3: Premium seats on Delta. Yep. And people that paid for those seats are getting ousted. Yeah. So, personally, I mean, I don't plan on getting on an airplane ever again, but hey, what are you going to do?
2: Not unless it's my plane. I'll get on my plane plenty of times. I don't have to worry about shit then. It'd be my plane.
3: I mean, we don't have a plane, so.
2: I get one. Those aren't hard to come by. Okay. I've watched enough fucking repo, airplane repo to know how to. Break in and steal a plane, dude. That's how you do it. You watch the repo shows. Hmm. Dude, this guy. Yeah. Then oh no, then you'd be called on. This D, guy's running. We against... would be called on as Americans if that happened. If Congress did that, she D just brought up great point. Mm-hmm. Congress would have to declare it under Article One, mm-hmm. Section C or Section Eight. Yep. Would then be enforced. Yes. That would be every sheriff at that point would go out to his constituents and deputize them. Yep. And we would all become part of the law. You're yep. absolutely right. I don't know if it would be better or worse, but I can tell you right now, there'd be a hell of a lot of fucking illegals that would be shit and bricks, gold bricks, chunks of gold bricks. Trust I've already me. told
3: you what's going to happen to the illegals when Trump gets elected again or Trump gets installed again.
2: We're going to pay to have him removed. And
3: what's going to happen to us. So We're going to pay for it. I mean, we can go down that rabbit hole again if you want. But oh, this is actually kind of setting up for it. Um, this guy's running against Dan Crenshaw.
2: Yeah, I like this guy. I mean, I, I like what he, he's, he's talking Dan about. running against Dan Crenshaw. And so he's running I against Dan like Crenshaw. Him. Yep. And
10: he calls him out. He calls him a piece so, of check shit. Check this so. out. Hey, so let me ask you a question. You're smart and uh i'm assuming that you're not a criminal that you're a law-abiding citizen so with that being said let me uh just ask you do you feel like it's okay for the government without a warrant to be able to search your home to be able to seize your property to be able to spy on you again all without a warrant or do you find that to be somewhat um, just uh immoral or dare i say unconstitutional well that's because it is it violates the fourth amendment of the constitution But yet, we have 147 nutless Republicans, including my opponent, Dan Crenshaw, who swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution that actually voted to suspend or to violate your constitutional liberty. They voted yay on the NDAA, and inside of that, it renewed FISA, which has been used 278,000 times to spy on American citizens without a warrant. Think about that
2: shit i wanted to bring that up to him i completely forgot about Mm -hmm. that i would have brought that up to i you know leon i was gonna ask and then i saw his pause when we started talking and i got a little forceful and then i said no i'm not gonna ask him i don't think that's the type of lawyer you want i'm just my own edification on that one he didn't we'll get into that later Anyway, Pillside, we got to let you go. He it is I probably
3: wouldn't like to know that we have a hardened criminal as a best friend. I'm just saying. No,
2: I, I don't <laughs> I don't give a shit I about that. I am teasing.
3: That. Oh my god, can you not
2: take a joke? No. <laughs> you didn't have to go all broke back on me. <laughs> <laughs> Either way Pilled side uh, Love having you We'll see you back here again Tomorrow night 545 for the pre-show 6pm for the regular show You can check out Her tomorrow morning At 08 for the good book Mm -hmm. That would be V-Lynn Tomorrow morning At 08 for the good book And the lovely Leanna 905 On Pilled and Rumble Till then fuckers We'll see you later For the Mick And V-Lynn Later Bye Red Pill Project For the rest of you bitches You know what time it is It
3: is that time You wanna get
2: hot Yeah Uh Does it? Does a shit? Does a bear shit in the woods? No. Yeah. Yeah. It does. All right. You know what time it is. If you can smoke, if it's legal, and you're not doing anything that'll kill anybody else, go ahead, smoke it up.
3: Speaking of a uh, bear shitting in the woods, I found out why Re- Seamus was rubbing his ass on the ground this morning. No, he doesn't have worms. No. No. He had jumpers in the door all morning. Because I switched him back to kibble, I had to put him on a new kibble, which is the same
2: brand. He's got the squirts.
3: Oh, yeah. Him and Annie both. And you know, she is usually solid as rock.
2: It was muddy. It was bad. Mustard legs all day, huh?
3: Dude, she got it in her hair in the back in her fur (laughs) in the back. That's how bad it was.
2: Clean her ass, mom.
3: I know. I was like, rub that shit on the grass, Annie. Beat her nose with a fucking paper. I bet that's what you no, did, didn't you? No, no, we were outside. Right before these two, we had a great walk this morning. Right up until the end, two doors down from the house, which is like a quarter mile because we have a long fucking yard, and. Six cars, one after another, combination of pickup trucks and cars, went past, which is very unusual for our road. Because, like, if, the, if we see one car go past on our walk, that's okay. Um, I don't know. They must have been going to do a project or something. But six cars. Now, I train the dogs from the very beginning. When there's a car coming, I say car, and I bring them to the side of the road, and they stop. So they know. You say car, they automatically go to the side of the road and stop. So I'm like, car, car. Car. Well, after a minute, they got bored, sitting on the side of the road, and they started looking around, and Seamus saw the neighbor's cat. And it moved. And it moved. And so did Seamus. Now, normally, when we're walking, I can keep him under control because I have that already that pressure on his neck. And he's like, all right, I'm not supposed to run. I'm not supposed to run. But we had also we'd come off the causeway and we heard some pigs fighting in the marsh. And he wanted to go after them, and he was already up. And it was cold and windy, which already puts them up, too. High energy. So we're stopped, and he sees the cat, and the fucker takes off. And I held on to him as long as I could, and there was no... Whole, I, was, I was either letting go or hitting the ground, so I chose to let go. And the neighbors were kind enough to help me chase the fucking morons down the
2: dogs.
3: You let both of them go? Oh, i I, they literally one went on one side of a brick mailbox and the other one on the other side of a brick mailbox. And I actually tore my finger up (laughs) because they did that shit on purpose so they could both get away. (laughs) You know, they do that shit on purpose. And he didn't go far. She just went down to see Figgy, who wasn't out, but she went down to his house. And she came right back when the neighbor called her. Seamus didn't want to get caught. Normally Seamus is the easiest to catch. He did not want to get caught. And he wasn't even chasing the cat. He was just running, just for fun. And then I got a nice lecture from the neighbor on how her old-ass cats are going to die if Seamus chases them too much. So
2: <laughs> like, It's been like the first time in I'm months. month. Get the fuck out of here.
3: I know. They're very nice actually. And they did help me catch Chase them. them down. Um, but uh, it was, yeah, they are retarded. They are incredibly retarded. Uh, I feed we feed them Victor now. We make their wet food, um, which is very high protein. So the kibble is really just like a base for them to graze on, snack on. Plus, Seamus weighs two hundred and twenty-five pounds. I tried to switch him over to make all of their food, which um, is a lot because he eats so fucking much. So
2: shit, I mean, he's eaten close it was, to shit two pounds of food a day roughly. Yeah, yeah i mean he eats a lot of food he's 200 he's the same size as us actually he's bigger than us mm-hmm. so think about what a 225 pound grown man, ass man eats yep. and then just drop that by a little bit because no no, no 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 no
3: no no think about what a 225 pound teenage boy eats oh yeah
2: yeah true
3: that's what seamus eats yep and he's still fucking skinny so hmm anyway
2: moving right along
3: love the dogs love the dogs
2: all right you have to i know i do i do are you gonna start there
3: okay yeah why not all right all right it's the next in one in line here so go for it cash patel with glenn beck
4: This will be interesting.
3: Talking about all kinds of shit. Apparently, they really do have it all.
4: Never believed that the CIA killed uh, Kennedy.
2: No. You're talking to a guy that's read the entire JFK file.
4: You've seen all the secret stuff?
2: I've seen all of that, and I've seen the seven pages of the 9-11 report. I've seen it all.
4: You don't say that to people that you can't tell what you saw. <laughs> um, I could be bribed with these. <laughs> In Texas? Uh, my name is
2: Cash.
4: <laughs> JFK, UFO. Never believed that the CIA. Yeah.
3: The CIA didn't kill Kennedy, folks. Massad did. We, we know that. With the CIA's help. But it was mostly Massad. I Pretty mean, they sure run the CIA well anyway. Yeah. So.
2: Doesn't matter. It's the reason the state of Israel made a whole bunch of money that next year when Johnson was president. Yeah, it's really crazy when you look at the money. You follow the money. Follow you the money. always follow the fucking money.
11: Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking about
3: following the money, Josh Hawley is following the money.
2: Finally, the they're listening. They're a day late and a dollar short, but
3: <clears throat> you know,
2: just takes them forever. I guess you know, smart people are really stupid. Just
5: saying. They're not that smart
11: It's a matter of life and death question of life and death. You said explain.
5: It is potentially a question
11: of life and death with regard to the source of the information. So, okay. so now we've confirmed that the document exists. That's progress because the FBI director initially denied that it exists. Why
5: Hmm. did he do that? We, We have already and previously acknowledged the existence
11: of the documents. Yeah. After you first denied it. Now, when a member of this committee read it. Right. The FBI, director. let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, I've read it. Then he said, Oh, okay. Well, gotcha. I guess it does exist. Now you're going back and forth with members of this committee. What's in it? Why don't you just release it? Is it classified?
5: The document is not classified.
11: Okay. Will you commit to releasing it?
5: Senator, we'll take that back and we will work with you in this committee.
11: Uh, how about just a yes or no will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the president of the united states the president of the united states has taken five million dollars or more in bribes from a foreign nation the document has already been
5: released pursuant to a subpoena to the house oversight committee has it been, it been released will, to we this committee will work with this committee within the parameters that are established
11: will you release the document to the public it's unclassified don't you think the american people have a right to see it
5: Uh, senator the document as you know contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information potentially you can redact the sources name we do this all the time in some instances senator and i know you know this that is not sufficient to protect people And that's what we strive and work to do each and every day. And I hope you would take that seriously too.
11: Oh, I take it very seriously. But I also take seriously the fact that your institution has repeatedly abused its authority, has repeatedly targeted political opponents. Your institution is the one that went to the door of pro-life protesters with SWAT teams to try and intimidate people because of their speech. Your institution is the one that treated parents as domestic terrorists because of their speech your institution is the one that according to the court the fisa court ran 278,000 unwarranted probably illegal queries on americans right that was your institution correct
5: there, the, with respect to the compliance incidents yes some of the other things you cited we can take them one by one they are not-
11: compliance you you would characterize the unlawful querying 278,000 times of American citizens as compliance issues? We've said before, I've said that it's totally
5: unacceptable. Who's been fired for it? Individuals involved uh, are handled through the disciplinary process. Who's been fired for it? We have, there in the, in the case of the uh, unintentional instance where something similar happened, we have fired.
2: Now that was, that's dated. Don't memory hold that, because think about this, think about what we've been talking about when it comes to the Constitution and the law. These are things because It's not that old. Yeah, no, this ha- that happened. Uh, uh, that happened back in June. That was that was either June or July. I don't think so because yeah. Wall Street
3: Silver just put it up
2: today. No, that was a while ago. They were talking about the ten twenty three. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. They that's were talking right. about yeah. all the ten twenty three yep. shit. But the reason he put this up is they're they're not doing they're not going after them about the flight logs the same way. They could do the same thing. Yep. If these the the justice committee could do that in in fucking in Congress. They could hold a hearing in that committee about that and put it on on record, on blast.
3: But they won't. Why not?
2: Because they're too busy
3: hiding Hunter.
2: They're not. They're not. We know where he's at. He's at the White House. No, they're too busy protecting their own ass. Because you all know, everybody knows whose names are on those flight logs. It ain't you and it ain't me because we've never sipped out of that cup. But all the cocksuckers that have in DC, their names are all over those fucking flight logs. You know that as well as I do. And if you tell me I'm wrong, show me. I'm the great state of Missouri. Show me. This is bullshit. They didn't. They released all the fucking video from uh, January 6th now. Look what we found out. Oh, now we just have proof. What they did was bullshit. They edited video. Once you edit one hour of that video, it is no longer evidence. It's all gone. You've just fucked it up. You, they turned it into a movie. Folks, this is. A reality TV show. This is some, some hijinks bullshit at an ultimate level that none of us can deny. I don't care who you are. You cannot sit back anymore and look at this and say, oh, this is just how our country is supposed to work. How can you fucking say that? No one. Again, we have it. There is another part of my generation, our generation, unfortunately, that's older than us. And those guys, they're they're following my mom and dad. They don't they they don't want to make waves. Don't, don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. And they're following, saying they're the ones that are the they're the ones that you see on TV all the time saying, yeah, well, you know, that January 6th thing, that was really bad, and we should never do that again. And those people should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. They're also the ones that are saying, Well, fuck Donald Trump. They are. Go ahead, tell me I'm wrong. They're also a lot of the Never Trumpers. They're big in the Never Trump movement, or they don't like him, and they make it audible every time they're around you. They might be a Republican still, but they don't like Donald Trump. Somehow he rubbed them the wrong
3: way. He's crass. The mean tweets really got to them, even though they don't have Twitter.
2: But it probably is that because they're a bunch of pussies. They don't like the way I talk. They get offended when I'm around them. It's
3: not that they read the mean tweets personally, because if they had, they probably, being from New York, would have found them funny. No, no, no. They learned about them from how the media talked about them. them.
2: Yep. They didn't do it. They're too busy. They're the the fucking, uh, what do they call call you, helicopter moms and the soccer dads? Mm -hmm. They're the fucking guys that are out there every Sunday on their little fucking beaters driving around their yard, blah, 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 blah cutting the grass, making sure everything is fucking perfect and yelling at you because your fucking lawn's a mess.
3: I mean, you cut the grass every Sunday. You haven't for a while, but it's winter.
2: I, I don't do it every Sunday. I do it whenever I can get to it. That's true. So
3: you're definitely not there every day blowing leaves off of your lawn.
2: No, I mean these, but it's those same type of fucking people. They just stink. You're fucking stupid. They think they're so better than you because oh well, look at me. I'm, I have a seven billion dollar job, and I live in this shitty little house here just because it's my summer home. And I am I'm, <laughs> I'm currently going to be in the Hamptons next weekend, but you wouldn't know anything about that. I, well, fuck you. I don't care about your life. That's why we have freedom. Fuck you and your life. I'll live my life.
3: Maybe that's where Hunter was going. Maybe he was going to the Hamptons.
2: He could have been. This could be his getaway for the weekend. No shit. I've just got a question. He's in fucking D.C. Why hasn't anybody arrested him? Yeah. We know where he's at. We know exactly where this cocksucker is. We were all just watching the first... Families returned from
12: Delaware on Marine One, and my colleague Peter Ducey noticed someone hop off the chopper who was not on the passenger list the White House gave us Hunter Biden. So Hunter is apparently here at the White House after uh, defying a congressional subpoena uh, while being indicted and facing a maximum of 17 years behind bars on the financial crimes plus. Another 25 on the
9: gun charges that he is facing, John. We were
3: all just watching, watching the first. I,
2: I, I'm just asking. He's riding around on Marine I, Force I, One. I, I'm just asking again, just I guess maybe I'm fucking retarded, but. You are. Why, why hasn't he been arrested? Hey, Republicans, again, you know where he's at.
3: Because he's the president. You have son. the power
2: of the people. <sighs> Go do your fucking jobs. Right. Hmm. Go just go do your jobs. Just go do it. They're right there. They're they he's at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Hey. Can can I call DC nine one one? They won't from here. You know why? Can because I, the Republicans are a bunch of fucking pussies. Can I call DC nine one one from here? You cannot. They already have your phone number on a list, babe. Don't do that. Yeah, that's even better. But I, I I'm just going to call them and say, "Hey, I I know where a criminal is. I'd like to remain anonymous, but I know where a criminal is that you guys need to go pick up." They don't care. They don't care. They don't get paid enough for that. Dude, that would be epic. I should call DC 911. They don't care. No one even answers. Change the VPN to, and not just be like, yeah, but it'd just be funny to get them on the air, like their response to that question. Just be like, hey, I know where there's a criminal and I, I can tell you exactly where his location is right now. Yep. And fucking him just to see what they say <laughs> when I when they go, who? Hunter Biden. He's, He's at 1600, 1600 Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Avenue. Avenue. Hmm. I, yeah, wasn't that, recorded
3: on the flight log there, aiding and abetting a felon.
2: I always oh, call the U.S. Marshal Service. Holy shit. They legitimately have authority to walk in there and arrest him. <sighs> oh, and the Secret Service can't stop them. Oh, shit. Somebody needs to call the Marshals. Service. Anybody got a Marshal's, a U.S. Marshal's number? Uh, give me a fucking. Oh wait, there's... my
3: cousin's ex husband was an air marshal. Oh, he's probably at the he's, border. He's fucking gay. Stop.
2: <laughs> he was sucking dicks and fucking. Oh, that's why she divorced him. I know he's banging a dude. Um, hold on. Where's it? There it is. <laughs> DC doesn't have
3: nine one one It identifies as chocolate Starbucks. <laughs> what? That's a... I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
10: oh
2: shit that was good That was a good one dude um uh, what are you doing you don't even remember um oh no 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 u.s marshal's office u.s oh
3: jesus all right let's listen to charlie kirk even though i don't usually listen to charlie kirk but this one was pretty good
12: okay here we go ronna mcromney has to resign as chair of the rnc she has got to resign do you agree do you agree do you agree she's got to go Well, there you go oh that's nice I'm sick of being nice I want to win everybody I don't know about you but I've cut enough excuses for these Republicans over the last decade I've seen enough these Republicans need to feel the heat of the grassroots and do you want to know the good news everybody the good news is that you get it but your leaders don't number one to remake the Republican Party as a grassroots party from the bottom up and kick out the Romneys, the Paul Ryans, from the Republican Party once and for all. Number two, holding our leaders accountable. It is not enough just to win elections. We need Republicans to act like conservatives not just Republican in name only when they go to Washington, D.C., when they betray their voters. You are repulsed when you see that go-go dancer show up with the turtle and Chuck you e. Schumer and demand more of your taxpayer dollars while we are being invaded on a daily basis. I find it insulting that Senate Republicans have been able to get $200 billion to Ukraine, while we cannot secure the southern border. You!
3: (sighs) Get rid of them all. Just burn it all down.
2: See, that's my argument again. I know. Just saying.
3: So, uh, yeah, Colorado Supreme Court has removed Trump from the ballot. They did. They did. (sighs) Yep. And, you know, I can't stand Vivek, but. Um,
2: oh, Jesus.
3: Let me put up what he said about it.
2: No wonder. No wonder.
7: Hmm.
3: All right, this is what an actual attack on democracy looks like. In an un-American, unconstitutional, and unprecedented decision, a cabal of Democrat judges are barring Trump from the ballot in Colorado. Having tried every trick in the book to eliminate President Trump from running this election, the bipartisan establishment is now deploying a new t- tactic to bar him from ever holding office again, the 14th Amendment. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary unless Trump is also allowed to be on the state's ballot. And I demand that Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley do the same immediately or else they are tactically endorsing this illegal maneuver, which will have disastrous consequences for our country. Today's decision is the latest election interference tactic to silence political opponents and swing the election for whatever puppet the Democrats put up this time by depriving Americans of the right to vote for the candidate of choice. The 14th Amendment was part of the Reconstruction Amendments that were ratified following the Civil War. It was passed to prohibit former Confederate military and political leaders from holding high federal or state office. These men had clearly taken part in a rebellion against the United States, the Civil War. That makes it all the more absurd that a left-wing group in Colorado is asking a federal court to disqualify the 45th president on the same grounds, equating his speech to rebellion against the United States. And there's another legal problem. Trump is not a former officer of the United States, as that term is used in the Constitution, meaning Section 3 does not apply. As the Supreme Court explained in Free Enterprise Fund versus Public Company Accounting Oversight Board in 2010, an officer of the United States is someone appointed by the president to aid him in his duties under Article 2, Section 2. The term does not apply to elected officials and certainly not to the president himself. The framers of the 14th Amendment would be appalled to see this narrow provision intended to bar former U.S. officials who switched to the Confederacy from seeking public office, being weaponized by a sitting president and his political allies to prevent a former president from seeking re-election. Our country is becoming more unrecognizable to our founding fathers. Good thing they're all dead.
2: Don't like the guy, but he's dead on with his assessment. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with him. It is fucked up. And just another thing we're seeing. Yep. Just what, what's next? Is it bad enough yet? Is it bad enough yet? Oh. If you're embarrassed by being asked that question all the time, we have to. Um,
3: I'll tell you, you guys last night were asking for Tim Pool. So, and Tim Pool went on. The stage for Amfest, Charlie Kirk's the, the thing. Um Amfest. So, AM yeah. America Fest. Amfest. Um anyway, he did. Uh, AM Re- he did <laughs> anyway. he did Tim Cast from the Turning Point USA event. Um, uh, and there were some good clips. So good, And Tucker was up there with him.
2: Good clips as in.
3: I mean, we don't give a shit about fence sitting Tim Pool, but you know. I'm surprised that he doesn't have a pointy thing at the top of a fence post coming out of the top of his head so far
2: up his ass. Oh, well, he's a cock, so exactly he wouldn't see it. However, he can take it. D- would you vote for Trump if he chose Nikki as VP? And I, would you guys vote no? for Trump? Well, well mean, that's the question that I
11: asked you specifically.
13: Well, I, 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 I would not only not vote for that ticket, I would, I would advocate against it as strongly
2: as I could. Wow. Wow.
13: Yeah. I well, that, I that's, I, just, I, that's just poison. I mean, here's someone who's actively opposed to the interests of the country I grew up in who endorsed the BLM riots. And who is not, all, is, is not left, but is neoliberal in the darkest, most, speaking of nihilist, nihilistic way, and has no real popular support, is, like a, is a creature of the oligarchs. So, yeah, that would, be, that would be reason to oppose the ticket. Even Trump? Haley is a no-go. Nikki Haley. He would get assassinated immediately if that were the case. Yeah, and <laughs> by the way, I just can't imagine a world where that could happen. That would be so crazy. I mean... Anything could happen, of course, but picking Nikki Haley, um, who's utterly treacherous and utterly dismissive, like the interests of Americans.
12: Yeah, it's a no go for me, uh, but it's a
2: yes for BlackRock. Yeah. I I love how Tim Poole asks all these questions. And he then he's surprised by their answer. Mm -hmm.
3: And then Tucker talks about DeSantis
2: district office contact main office holy shit look at this guy there's a warrants line oh i'm getting that one hold on because i'll call so that oh shit the warrants line just take a picture babe. Oh, oh even better idea. just babe. take a picture holy shit babe. oh yeah i like this somebody's doing some searches ask a question since you
13: all are so on the internet and like <laughs> i'm not that much um you really get the sense that ron DeSantis, who i liked as governor uh the people who represent him online are the nastiest, the stupidest, and the most zero-sum people I've ever seen in my life. And I don't think that reflects him, but it's like, this is kind of small ball. And by the way, these purported conservatives, Ron DeSantis changed his view, and I like him. Okay, I think he's been a good governor. I just wanna be clear about that. I know him personally; I like him. But his donor, Ken Griffin, told him to change his view on Ukraine from it's a regional conflict Mm -hmm. we shouldn't get involved in to it's a super important thing, we should send more money one donor got him to change his view and all these so-called conservatives are supporting that like it's the most important thing ever I, like who are these people and what is their
2: problem like what is going on with them it, it does reflect on ron because ron should have fired the people running his campaign a long time ago uh look i, I respect that he wanted to launch his campaign
14: on x on twitter space yeah, I agree. time and it and it failed miserably this is a mistake and now you've got uh look i know a lot of people groan but a lot of people laugh the high heels you know boot scandal
2: i mean Who's giving this guy advice and why does he keep taking it? Because I, I will say it politically and, and policy-wise, we love Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He's done an amazing job. I but his campaign is a train wreck. Yeah. It, 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 you can't disagree with that either. I mean, Jesus, even a three-year-old could see that.
3: Now, however, Ron DeSantis is coming under investigation because apparently his campaign has been coordinating with his super PAC, which is illegal. And they've been doing that since before he officially launched his campaign, which is even more illegal. And Laura Loomer broke that mm, a month ago. Is that
2: why all the people left?
3: And yeah. And now, uh, now he's under investigation. Gotcha. So that's an issue.
2: That'll be a very big issue. Yeah. That'll probably kill him. That'll be it. And- Even just being under investigation like that—that'll be it. I mean, he'll—he won't.
3: Colorado should take him off the uh, the ballot.
2: No, I completely disagree with that. But that, is, just, being that is straight up fucking bullshit. So yeah, that is just some straight up bullshit.
13: Most yeah. January sixth people I've interviewed a lot of them, as you have. And they're all—I mean—they were there because they believe in the system because they all That's had right. pocket constitutions. They thought it was real, and they were so shocked to see their election stolen, which obviously it was, and that they marched on the Capitol. But they were there to uphold the system, and some did it imperfectly, and some got out of hand, of course. But this guy is there to degrade it, to defile it on purpose. Like there's no reason to do that in the hearing room. Most yeah. January 6th people I've been. True.
3: You you say all the time, no one asks the question why everyone was there. Tucker just gave you the answer without the question being asked.
2: Yep.
3: And he's right.
2: Why do we show up? They, we never well, thought uh, that could happen. I'm, and we I'm never. Gonna, thought- I'm going to play
3: this very beginning again because I want you to. I want you guys to listen to something.
2: I've interviewed a lot of them, as you have.
13: And they're all—I mean—they were there because they believe in the system because they That's all had right. pocket constitutions. They thought it was real.
3: They have pocket constitutions. They thought
2: it was real. They, they thought couldn't, we couldn't believe we couldn't. It be- was real. How many of us could? How stunned!
3: I, we should go back and watch. We thought the Constitution was real. It's not been real for over a hundred years.
2: It just, folks.
3: We live in a gilded prison, a facade. One more. This is great. Tucker goes after my favorite person in the whole world. That dumb cunt that I want to sue for everything that she's worth.
2: Yes.
13: (laughs) My bestie. You were maddest about the Iraq war, the people whose lives were disrupted or ended or severely injured by that war. And of course he won. And it was at that moment, he won the South Carolina Prime it was at that moment that they decided, Bill Crystal and, and the rest of the ghouls, who were starting to think about how to subvert this campaign and like draw its energy for their own dark ends, they decided, oh, well, we have to stop him. you know. And that's when the realignment happened on the left where Liz Cheney and Bill Crystal and all these people whose core problem is they could never admit that the great adventure of their life, the Iraq war was wrong. They could never admit it. And if they would just admitted it, I mean, Liz Cheney has lived with this burden, and she's obviously a bloodthirsty freak. But one of the reasons that she is a bloodthirsty freak is that she's never been able to be honest about her own complicity in this crime. And if she would, she would be totally free of all that. And she'd be like a normal human being who her husband could love again, and it would just be all good. But she can't, and and they're all like that. You know what I mean? She was raised by
3: one. It, well, there's that. Yeah, the family, yeah. the family that business the is... The people who are maddest about the Iraq War the people... The Cheney family business is being bloodthirsty freaks.
2: Always has been. They're not wrong. Kellogg, Brown, and Root. Come on, folks. Where did that start? <laughs> right in Dick Cheney's backyard. That was his go-to after he finally got out of the CIA.
3: So um Sandra Day O'Connor, in case you guys don't know, she was the first female Supreme Court justice. Reagan appointed her. Okay. She was a conservative. She was a damn good justice. She died on December first. She was ninety three. She retired some twenty years ago, something like that. Um, I wish more of them would retire when they, you know, get old.
2: Not live out their
3: elder years on the bench. Yeah, they should retire to the Senate, like all the old people do. Can they do that? Can they? Can they put Supreme Court justice and go become a senator? Is that allowed? I don't know. I mean, fuck it. They don't care about the rules. Why not? Anyway, um, so they held her funeral, her state funeral yesterday. Well, the actual the actual funeral was today. Um, The wake was yesterday, or the the, well, the line in state, the line in state, right where everyone walks past her coffin and pays their respects. Um, One of the guards
2: had an issue. Don't lock your knees. Issue. She, she locked her knees.
14: The highest court in the land
2: and America, the body of late she Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, you're seeing there, lying in repose in the court's great hall. The public now has a chance
15: to say goodbye. Oh, oh! Looks like um, so we're just watching this live with you, um, and we had a moment here where someone who is coming uh, it appears up. Was it one of the honor? One guards? of the honor
2: guard. OK, it looks like it was one of the security details of honor guard that was standing there
15: who has collapsed. Um, We're going to.
2: Because that's so normal. She locked her knees. Yes, actually, it is. She locked her knees. Because she was about to pass. She was about to collapse. No, she, was she, trying just, not to no she locked her knees. She locked her knees out when you're standing at attention like that. You, one of the th- first things you're ever taught in the military is don't lock your knees she has her knee- knees locked right now when you lock your knees what happens is you cut off blood flow when you're standing that long it's harder for your blood to pump blood around your body especially when you're standing still and jammed like eight times you lock your knees like that no color in her face she's already starting to sweat she's about to pass the fuck out how do i know because I, much like any other soldier, have stood in one of those fucking stupid division reviews where you're guaranteed guaranteed to see A, four things. Somebody be really, really drunk and puke all over themselves, which is fucking hysterical because they got drunk the night before. B, somebody gets stabbed Because we take the scabbards off the top of our bayonets when we're standing in formations like that. And when somebody does this, tits up with a rifle and a fucking bayonet on top of their rifle, what do you think happens to somebody in front of them or behind them? They get fucking stabbed. And C, you get to see some first sergeant rip off his fucking belt, make a tourniquet, and then scream at the top of his fucking bloody lungs, somebody get a goddamn fucking medic over here! And it's just epic. What's the fourth thing? Oh, well, just watching all that. that It's guaranteed to happen. You're guaranteed to get a wicked sunburn. Just a a horrible fucking sunburn. Anyway,
3: they found the culprit. They found the reason that she passed out.
2: Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear it.
3: Here you go. You ready? Yeah. Pay attention.
1: Why didn't they have
2: John Kerry do that? <sighs> Why didn't they have John Kerry do that? I don't know. That, was that would though. have been even better if John Kerry just busted ass.
3: <laughs> they might have used the same sound. Oh, that might have been the John Kerry sound. Oh my god! From you know when he was talking about excess gases <laughs> and released his own. but anyway moving on not really because hey this honestly could be the reason
2: no actually before this before we get into this Hmm. had a bit of good information last couple days had a good friend of mine i saw Hmm. when i was back out on the island it's crazy he stopped me and we started chatting he's just like dude i haven't seen you blah blah blah. just the other thing we were talking and uh Cause I understand the island that we used to live on is really fucking
3: small, and you can't drive five feet without seeing someone that you know. And literally, people stop in the um, in the middle of the road all the time have and drive their window like roll their windows down and talk to each other for like twenty
2: minutes, Just all the have. time. <laughs> I mean, we try to get out of the middle of the road, but sometimes depends on the day. Depends. anyway. So we were talking, and he's telling me he's like, yeah, comparing you know medical charts in a way, and uh, he's like, yeah, I was like, so you still. He, he was he was a cop for savannah now he's he was working for another city i was like you still over with them he's like no nah. he's like i had to leave he's like i just got a he's like i went in saw the doctor he's like um the uh he had a i guess he had a myocardio infarction um heart fart and they he had to go in and get the uh, ablation done to his heart mm-hmm. and uh he's just like you know my doctor straight up told me though he said uh you know why you're you know why you have this right and uh my buddy looked at me I was like I looked at him like why what do you what'd you what'd you say he's like no he goes yeah you got the jab didn't you and his doctor told him this he said he said do you know how many patients I see now on almost a weekly basis because they've had enough They're not playing this anymore, folks. I told you this shit's gonna come around. I told you it's coming out. Pay attention. Talk to your people. They However, know better than you do. The doctor also told him, if you guys remember last year,
3: um, I was really late to the show one day. Like I I I came in like literally, Mick had already started without me because I was so late because our son, um was at practice? And, no, the
2: doctor didn't tell him this. Okay. Uh, my buddy, he still has a friend of ours that works okay. at that old school. And he told him all this. Okay.
3: So anyway, if you guys remember, um, I was really late because our son was held over after his practice to pray for a kid who had gone down on the field. And it took them 20 minutes to get the ambulance there. And they were praying the entire time. His, his entire team was praying for this kid. And he w- went into the hospital. And... Um, He hung on for a while, but he did not make it. This 15 year old kid died. And your friend said they found
2: what, four? No, 14. There you go. Four foot embolism, clots in in his body. Those
3: rubbery clots. In his body. In his heart and his lungs. Yep,
2: it killed him. Yeah. Just saying, folks, this shit's no joke. But don't worry about it, because this is what our government still is telling us to do. Yeah. This is what the government says.
12: When hospital beds for kids are nearly full in some parts of the country, how do you think health systems are going to cope if that trend continues?
9: Yeah, I remember last year at this time, we were seeing something similar, except it was actually worse already. At the end of November, the heads of children's hospitals were calling on the Biden administration to declare a state of emergency because of how terrible that situation was. And then back during the peak of Omicron, beds were also full. And so we're seeing something not unlike what we saw in previous years. And again, the numbers are not as bad yet as in, as in those previous two seasons. And I know that hospitals are all getting their preparedness plans ready to try to increase capacity. But I would say that also puts the onus on us as well um, as individuals because so many people who have not yet gotten vaccinated for example, are able to do so. The vaccination rates for the flu lag well behind what they were last year. And when you look at the updated COVID shot, only about a third of people 65 and older have gotten that vaccine. That includes nursing home residents. Only about a third have gotten the updated COVID shot. So there's a lot that we as individuals can be doing to try to prevent hospitals from getting overwhelmed as well.
12: Important to protect yourself, especially when so many people are sick. Uh, Dr. Lena Wen, thank you so much.
3: So if it doesn't reduce transmission, if it doesn't stop transmission, it uh, studies now show that the more shots you get, the more likely you are to get COVID, and the more shots you get, the more likely you are to go into the hospital. You think maybe that's why the hospitals are overwhelmed? I mean, I'm just saying.
2: Is it bad enough yet? We're there yet. I mean, what's next that we find out that they're, I mean, like you all are talking about, look at livestock. They're trying to put mRNA in livestock. They are putting mRNA in livestock. Forget trying. They're just doing it don't give a fuck about that why why are we have to stop and ask the question why are they so intent in getting mrna in our bodies we know it doesn't do any good for us we, we we've showed you time after time after time after time people passing out people fucking dying well before they should Why? why are we out why isn't damn i fuck they want me still to go in and get my fucking ride the silver snake no, I guess no fuck you no hey you know what the third
3: leading cause of death is in the united states yeah let's learn
2: stupidity kind of <laughs> fuck around and find out He's
11: on uh, the third leading cause of death in the united states and i'm sure most of us could figure it's either heart related or cancer or uh Uh, diabetes, things like that. Can you clue us into what that is and why?
15: Uh, Yeah, okay, thank you for asking that because this is the 10,000-pound gorilla (laughs) in the room that nobody's talking about. The third leading cause of death, as published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, is MD-directed treatments. This means you go to a medical doctor, an MD, he gives you a treatment, and you die from it. According to the United States Department of Health and Human Services, 15,000, 15,000 Medicare patients a month are killed by MD treatment, and nobody goes to jail. A handful of terrorists fly two planes into the Twin Towers, 3,500 people die, and we go to war. But 15,000 people a month are killed by medical doctor treatments, and we don't bat an eyelash. This is because. We have been, I don't want to say brainwashed, that's not the correct term, but we have been for the last hundred years um, kind of led into this false belief. You know, I think it was Marcus Welby that started it that the medical doctor is king and knows everything about everything. And really, you need to just shut up and follow your medical doctor's advice. Most people in the United States have no idea at all of the history of the evolution of medicine in the United States. In the early 1900s, it was a relatively level playing field between the chiropractors, the osteopaths, the homeopaths, and the MDs. In 1915, 1920, there was something called the Flexner Report. The Carnegie Corporation funded this man named Abraham Flexner. He went all around the country and he went on stagecoach and train and horseback. This was before the interstate highway system, right? It took Flexner five years to do this. He went all around the country and did an inventory of all of the medical schools that prescribed drugs. He brought the list back to the Carnegie's who owned drug companies. And then the Carnegie's and the Rockefeller's gave millions of dollars of free money to the medical schools and hospitals in the United States that were prescribing drugs. That was the beginning of the end, after the Flexner report.
3: And that's how we got Rockefeller allopathic medicine.
2: Carnegie was the one he was having an issue saying Carnegie. Mm -hmm. It's the Carnegies and the Rockefellers who did that. Yes, like Carnegie Hall. Yes. Yeah. They're the two that are behind it the Mm -hmm. most. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was for They Anyway. No, I'll play that, because that's funnier than fuck. And I I think that's hysterical. I, I will, but... You got another one? One cork, so, Sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of related. Yeah.
3: Tangentially related.
2: Actually, I think I sent this to you, you did. as a... You're right. Look at this. I was like, some bitch. Look at this. Hmm.
3: So, y- y'all know that the Jabs cause cancer. They cause turbo cancer, right? They activate, they feed the parasites in your body that cause cancer. The frequencies do. They're not the only things that cause cancer.
12: Well, the new smart utility meters are being installed on the side of millions of homes, but some homeowners claim it's making them
9: sick. Energy companies say that smart meters are really the future, but more people are coming forward concerned about what they believe the devices are doing. Here's 7 Investigator Jonathan Carlson.
14: Carol Garcia showed us the smart meters on the back of her Rochester Hills home, but she says she's scared to stand near it for too long.
15: Bloody nose, headache, vertigo, nausea, insomnia.
14: Are the symptoms she says she's suffered from since she moved in.
15: Within the six months, I started having these health issues.
14: She blames it all on the meters, which use electromagnetic frequency to send DTE energy power usage data. She even showed us letters from her doctors asking DTE to allow her to opt out of the new meters.
15: Right now, we don't have a choice and an option.
14: She's not alone. 7 Action News has been reporting on this debate for some time. Last year, we heard from other Metro Detroiters.
15: Feeling like your head
6: is in a vice tinnitus in my ears, and a little bit of ringing in my ears.
14: But DTE contends the meters are safe and secure, low power radio transmissions are used. They also say they've only gotten a small number of complaints. Garcia believes that's because the public isn't aware of what the meters are doing. At least one state representative has stepped forward, showing concern the issue could end up in Lansing. We're in Rochester Hills tonight. I'm Jonathan Carlson, 7 Action News.
2: Mm. But they're safe and effective. Heard that before. Mm-hmm. Safe and effective. Heard that before with a jab. Yeah.
3: Mm. All right. This is funny. So that's some funny shit. Just something to laugh at. Dude, don't do this to your kids if they have to go to school the next day.
2: No, fucking do it. I think this is hysterical. The only thing I would have done differently is put it on there with a Sharpie. He did. Oh, wow. Well, no, they okay. didn't. They used a the Crayola to wash off real quick. <sighs>
6: out there? How is that out there? Look at your face. Why? How? how <laughs> why did you do that to me? Why did you do that
9: to me? <laughs> you! Nah, nah, it's not funny. I've got school. <laughs> nah, I'm not laughing. I've
6: got school. Nah! <laughs> has he drawn on my face?
2: i think that's hysterical dude
3: elf on the shelf is creepy as fuck okay <laughs> seriously we had the elf on the shelf for a year and then the dog ate it i was very happy i was like good i'm glad to kill the fucking elf because he was he was creepy okay he's seriously creepy <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking elves anyway uh, I, where are you going
3: i have told you guys for a very long time that cats are aliens and now i have proof what I do No you don't I totally do
2: No you fucking don't I totally do This has got to be a parody
3: Nope Stop Nope Cats are aliens You ready? Here you go
2: eventually being able to stream high quality video and other data from deep space. Is anyone missing? It? No, no, no 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 no. No, no. No, that does not equate to evidence. That is not evidence. Cats are still questionably aliens. So, okay, so someone's cat
3: they made a, a cat video. Uh, okay. And then streamed it from Arizona and pretended it was from
2: deep space. Hey, hey, Seriously, hey, what the fuck? Babe, hold on. Really cat quick. videos have made mainstream. Main and y'all correct me on this if I'm wrong. Tell me something. In communication, what is there? There is a sender uh-huh, and, and a receiver, receiver correct? yeah yep. And then the receiver becomes what? Processor and then becomes what? The sender. And then the process repeats, right? Okay. So we're talking about a message that we beamed in 4K uh-huh. that left earth 15, whatever, 15, 16 years ago. Bounced off of something and took 15 more years to get back. <laughs> what it bounce off? of?
3: Oh, a 30 year old cat video. I don't think so.
2: What, what did it hit? Why did it come back? Because, tell me if I'm wrong, why Why would a se- signal return that was pushed out? Well, they they, they
3: pushed it to the, the International Space Station, and then the International Space Station sent it back. It took 15, 30 years? No, I no, I
2: don't think for so. For a 4K video? That's a fucking long buffering time. Shit, what would you do? I don't know Sit where you're getting and, that time from, because I didn't hear that. That's what they said. It's They said it was 15 years old. It was a 15-year-old video that they had pushed through in 4K. Okay. Babe, we have TVs that do better than 4K oh, I now.
3: I know. I'm saying. It's all fake and gay. You know, it's not fake and gay. God.
2: Iceland. Just saying. Thank you.
3: You know, that volcano in Iceland that we've been talking about was about to erupt? It erupted. Yeah, it went boom. Kablooey. Lava.
2: Soon to be Lava. L- loads of liquid hot magma. Lava. Well, we got to get the fuck out of here. We do. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night, 545 for the pre show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the good book. And Liana will be back at 9.05 tomorrow morning for her show on both Pilled and Rumble, the Liana Wilbert variety show, the TNA variety show.
3: Do we have time for one more? Yeah, sure. 24 seconds because it's
2: fucking hysterical. Well, no, this is fucking around and finding out and being really stupid. Yes, fuck around and find out, people. This is a hardcore fuck around and find out. We're going to have to voice over this because there is no sound. But uh, yeah, this is how teenagers apparently in Arizona fuck around and find Colorado, out. Colorado or Colorado, Springs. Colorado, sorry.
3: They're doing donuts in the parking lot with kids on the top. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a couple dead kids. I'm sure. I, I think so.
2: Some people are not doing well after that.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I see some limbs just mush. That's yep. a rough one. Yeah. So this kid's is why. One more time. Here you go. You don't do this shit. Flip you around. Fucking retards fuck Oh, I like that kid in the, the
3: those that, kids in the side. Probably on
2: that passenger door. It, he's dead. that's probably the one that did not make
3: it. I, I would say so. Right there. Yep. Yeah. He took the full brunt. Of that yeah. car on top of him. He's oh dead. yeah. Both of them. The one yeah, on the other they, side they put too. the
2: box up too so yeah. that's fuck around and find out at an epic level that's level 10 they found out at a level 10 there was no video sound
3: to that one no there's no sound there was no sound whatsoever. the the cats in space was really low sorry
2: very very low that
3: was the best we could do but all right. and
2: it was not very good anyway so don't worry you didn't miss it anyways uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow night, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show for the Mick. And Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. Peace. Thanks for watching, y'all.
10: I'm a red.
14: I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirt of South With a truck seat, I and these straight pipes loud This land, a land of freedom Double barrels in case we need Man up, or sit your ass down We done talking, fuck around and
1: find out my love my country